When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. Good evening, loyal listeners. The Capitals lead the Blue Jackets 3-1 after the first period. Early in the second, Panthers and Flyers 1-1. Rangers up one zip on the Hurricanes. No score. New Jersey and many Predators leading the Sabres 3-1. Matt Duchesne has his 20th. Boston up 2-1 on the Senators. Jake DeBrusque has scored. He now has 23 on the season. Also early in the second period, Canadians have a 2-0 lead on the Lightning. Kirby Doc gets his 13th. And about three and a half minutes left in the first period, Maple Leafs with a goal from Sam Lafferty, his 11th, leading the Islanders one zip. Several games Later, including the Coyotes visiting the Jets. Well, that one starts in a few minutes. And then the Coyotes here in Edmonton tomorrow, kind of an unusual back-to-back Winnipeg, then Edmonton. That game tomorrow is a late one at Rogers Place. The face-off show will be at 7. The uh, puck drop, uh, well, closer to 9 oddly enough, uh, around 8.50 for the puck drop there. But anyway, we'll talk about, uh, we'll preview that one for you as we go along. The Tentacles play the Stars, and the Flames are going to take on the Ducks. Calgary trying to stay alive in that playoff race, four points behind Winnipeg for the second wildcard spot, but Calgary with a uh, very poor performance last night as they were taken apart by the Los Angeles Kings. Vegas playing Vancouver. You look at that Pacific Division, it has been an incredible race. Vegas, 92 points. Game in hand on LA, also 92 points. Edmonton, they've won four in a row, haven't really made up any ground. The Oilers with 88, little bit of separation from Seattle now, though Seattle has a couple of games in hand. They have 83. Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft talked about trying to keep pace in this race. I looked at the NHL standings today, and uh, I think Vegas is 8-2-0 in their last 10, so they're not giving up much. L.A. is 8-0-2 in their last 10, and Edmonton is 8-2-0 in our last 10. So that's a pretty good run. 8-2 or 8-0-2, those are pretty good runs right there. Um, I think for us, uh, you know, we went 8-2, but we didn't gain a lot of territory uh, in the standings. It's just, you know, kind of keeping up. I think... um, for us to get to where we want to get to, we have to continue uh, to improve that side of our game. We're eight and two. The two games that we didn't win, we had chances to win that maybe if we were a little bit better defensively and handled some situations better, um, it might be 10 and 0. Um, so I think, you know, I thought it was a great sign that we found a way to win the game yesterday. 
I'll start by that. That's a credit to our players. Um, but there are areas of improvement for our team going forward. Uh, we want to bridge the gap or, uh, you know, close the gap uh, to the best teams in the National Hockey League. And in order to do that for our team, our group this year, there's some things that have to get done. We're aware of them. We talk about them constantly. Um, you know, we've, we've shown periods of time where we've been really good at them. Uh, but in the end, talk is cheap. We've got to do it on an everyday, every game basis. And there are certainly moments where we can be better. Well, and that's the, the crazy thing Woodcroft points out. The Oilers 8-2 and two in their last 10. Haven't made up any ground because Vegas has gone 8-2 and two in its last 10. Los Angeles 8-0-2 in its last 10. It's a compelling race. L.A. certainly looking very, very good. We could have the Oilers and Kings in the first round again. I know there's still a lot to decide, and the Oilers still have games against uh, L.A., Vegas, and, and uh, other Western Conference teams along the way. It is. I, I don't know if anybody ever look at this website. It's it's one of those fun sites that does playoff odds and playoff percentages and who's who's going to get in. And it's it's interesting to look how it shakes out. It, it's called Money Puck. Money puck.com and I was looking at it and I thought I'd like to learn more about this who created it and why and how they do their calculations so that gentleman is named Peter Tanner he's going to be on the show tomorrow night we'll do an hour of inside sports from six to seven before the face-off show so I'm looking forward to having Peter Tanner on the show to tell us about why and how he created money puck and how they do some of their calculations and one of those calculations is very interesting to me so they do the usual stuff and, and I, I know in the past I talked a lot about the website Sports Club stats, which was really good, but it hasn't updated its NHL stuff this season. So Money Puck does its percentages. So the Oilers right now, just for those of you who are are, are worried that the, the Flames might catch them or the Predators might catch them or anything like that, and of course anything is possible, but according to MoneyPuck.com, the Oilers are at 99.92% to make the playoffs in, in, in probability. So that's good. That's pretty good. It means they pretty much should be in barring a disaster so it has all these different columns probability to make the first round second round all, all that so the one that i was looking at today the uh, the projections by money puck the probability of winning the stanley cup carolina is the money puck favorite 15 percent to win the stanley cup the next team is the edmonton oilers 12.2%. Now, this uh, basically means this this website, and, and yes, I, I know it's a website, and I know it's probabilities, because I can already hear some of you grumbling, you know, like Barry and Wetaskiwin, whoa, it's just a calculation. Yes, it is, Barry, but it, it likes the Oilers. So that's the only thing I want to fi I, I find out from Peter Tanner tomorrow. It has the just some example. It has Boston at 11% to win the Stanley Cup. Leafs at 10.8. Likes Carolina the most out of the East, 15% to win the Cup. Likes the Oilers the most out of the West at 12.2%. Just for comparison's sake, it's got the Kings at 8.8, .8, Vegas at only 2.3, Colorado at only 2%, which is interesting. So this weighs in how a team is playing and also their path to the Stanley Cup. And that's probably an, an advantage for the Oilers is that they have to come out of the West and, and not the East and, and even coming out of the Pacific Division instead of the Central. But I thought that was interesting, so I want to find out more about this. So the guy who created this site and is the band behind somehow these calculations are done, Peter Tanner, he's going to be on the show tomorrow.
tomorrow. But just just something to keep in mind. There are some models here that's that's pretty optimistic about how the Oilers could do could do in the postseason. I'm happy to hear from you, of course, whether you uh, run a website or just want to talk about hockey. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is how you can get get in touch. It's the hotline presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty Pro all the way. You can follow me on Twitter. At Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And you can email the old program, Inside Sports, at 630Ched.com. It always especially warms my heart when I get an email. We will cover a few topics tonight that that perhaps will be things, uh, just me guessing, from uh, having done this show for a few years that you may you may want to weigh in on and things we're going to talk about tonight. Luke Gazdick is coming up, former Edmonton Oiler. He joins us every couple of weeks here on the show. We'll talk about last night's game. I want to discuss the video replay and the goalie interference with him. Uh, certainly, Rob and I took some calls on goalie interference last night. Most people seem to think that at least one of those goals should have counted or maybe even both. Though I do think the letter of the rule was followed in both instances. So, you know, perhaps the rule needs to change or perhaps the referees can be more, uh, I don't know, be given more leeway with their interpretation. You know, was there contact with the goalie? Did it stop him from moving the way he wanted? Yes. What if he made the save anyway? Or is that too much of a judgment call? Uh, so, so that's something to talk about. And we are going to have, uh, and I know this is going back to Saturday now, but we haven't had a ton of a chance to get into it. And we're going to have uh, Matt Fontaine, the captain of the U of A Golden Bears hockey team on the show. Ian Herbers, the head coach, was on with Stoff earlier today. Oilers now is on noon to two every weekday here on Jed. The Golden Bears, look, pretty good performance at Nationals. Unfortunately, they don't get it done. they got to settle for the silver medal. But the, the story Saturday was they didn't shake hands with UPEI after winning the semifinal. Now, a bunch of stuff happened in that game that the Golden Bears weren't happy about it. You've probably either read about it or seen the video by now. Uh, the Bears controlled the game. UPEI, as the game went on, was less and less interested in actually playing hockey. And uh, the Golden Bears goalie, Ethan Kruger, who was outstanding in the tournament, was bowled over. There was a big scrum. His mask came off. It's kind of dying down. He's chirping at the guy who hit him, who then stands up and uh, delivers a, a left across the face with a bare fist. And, and so the Bears were just unhappy with that. And other things happened to the game. And they just said to heck with it. We are not shaking hands with these guys because, because we don't feel the players were safe in the game. And we don't feel it's going to be safe to shake hands or they're going to antagonize and try to draw our guys into something. And then we get suspended for the final and they're just playing the bronze medal game. It's it's an interesting discussion about the handshake, which is a tradition in most sports, quite frankly, in one way or another. And, and especially in hockey, you, you line up and you shake you, you shake hands at the end of a series. You, you know, one team season has ended. Just do it. You know, when, when I first heard about this, I thought, just just suck it up and shake hands. You, you eliminated this team. They were jerks to the entire game. Shake your hands with a little smirk and hope, say, hey, hope you have a nice summer. And you knew you just beat them. Now, having said that, Ian Herbers has uh, played in the NHL, coached in the NHL, been a head coach in the uh, American Hockey League, now a longtime head coach at the U of A, very successful. His judgment, and I think Matt Fontaine was involved in this as well, and we'll get to that with Matt, they, they said, we don't want to do this. We don't want to shake hands. We don't feel comfortable. And in that situation, 
given how long I've, I've known Ian and the respect I have for him and what he's done at the U of A and how much he cares about university sports, I kind of think, okay, if he actually took it to that extreme, maybe there was something to how they were feeling. So anyway, I, I, I do think it's, I mean, look, I, I, there's probably some of you who might think abolish the handshake. Why? What, what good can, and I, I talked to the, you know, people since it happened and, and, somebody who I, I, I really trust and played at a very, very high level in the NHL said, why bother? Like, what did you really, like, he said, play with respect. It, it, sure, it's nice to show respect after a game, but play with respect. Play hard, play with respect. What's the what? What's in it for anybody to shake hands after the game? It doesn't make the losing team feel any better. And in that situation, the, the the Bears felt, well, we don't trust that UPI isn't going to try some sort of garbage in the handshake line. So that's where they went. 780-496-0063. Nick Bugstad, hey, contributing pretty well for the Oilers since he uh, was traded for a few, uh, well, early this month at the trade deadline. You're going to find out how he's feeling about settling into life in the Edmonton area and why he likes West Edmonton Mall. That's coming up. <laughs> Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. The Oilers acquired Nick Bugstad from the Arizona Coyotes prior to the trade deadline. Got him on March 2nd. They also got Cam Deneen giving up Mike uh, Michael Kesselring and a third-round pick in 2023. And Bugstad, so far so good for him with the Oilers. Three goals, one assist, four points in eight games. 56.3% in the faceoff circle, including one game in which he went 10 for 10. And Bugstad said he feels uh, pretty welcome with the Oilers. I think a lot, a lot of it has to do with what the room is like. What you know when you're coming into it, uh, you know this group is, um, you know, obviously well solidified in the league. A lot of good players, but um, as far as humans, there, uh, you know, there aren't many egos in the room. Everyone's pretty, uh, pretty on the same page, and um, you know, enjoy being around each other. So when you're walking into a room like that, it just makes it that much easier. And as far as the on ice stuff, um, you know, obviously X done unbelievable. Um, and, and for me, I'm just trying to contribute. I've said this in whatever way they, they want me to, penalty kill, five on five, whatever it is. But, uh, you know, you, you want to find your, your footing as quick as possible. And I think the coaching staff and the, the guys in this room have, have made us feel very comfortable. That is Nick Bugstad, who is here with his wife and his two uh, preschool-aged daughters. They are living in Sherwood Park in a, in a house owned by Mark Pesek who uh, is with the Red Wings and, and out with, a, with an injury this season. So uh, Bugstad in, enjoying life for sure. Here's head coach Jay Woodcroft. Well, he's really embraced the community of Sherwood Park. I think he's, uh, you know, I was asking him about the commute and everything like that, and, but he's in a great spot in Sherwood Park and enjoys uh, that part of Edmonton. Um, and I think his family's settled, so he feels good about that. I think um, on the hockey side, he's found a way to contribute offensively. He plays a little bit on the power play, a little bit on the penalty kill, takes important face-offs. Um, and, you know, he scored some big goals for us, so he's been a good addition. Yeah, Bukestad playing pretty well, uh, I think, and 
the other new addition, Matias Ekholm. Uh, holy cow, eh? <laughs> He's been outstanding. But more on him a little bit later. I'm going to ask uh, Luke Gazik about him in the, in the next half hour. So here's the interesting thing for Bukestad. 20 years ago, he spent a week at West Edmonton Mall because he was in the Brick Invitational. <laughs> so he, uh, he, he took the family to West Ed already since he's been traded. No, I, I went and reminisced. I stared at the rink, told my girls that I played on that rink when I was 10. They didn't care. They wanted to go to the water park. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's just it was a fun day. So. All right, so he told his uh, girls that he'd played on the on the rink at West Simpson Mall, and they didn't care. They just wanted to go <laughs> to the water park. But Bugstad settling in, Ekholm clearly settling in. I, he was the first star last night, and, and rightfully so, as he's just been uh, awesome ever since he came over in the trade with the National Predators. So uh, Oilers today uh, practice. Some guys stayed off the ice, and, and there's more and more of that as we move through the season. They're trying to uh, save energy, and, um, you know, I, I think I'm not saying practicing isn't important because it is, but there's also some concerns here about just keeping everybody uh, fresh as you go to the postseason. So most of the players were on the ice, but McDavid and Dreisaitl did not skate today. Nugent Hopkins, Ekholm did not skate. Darnell Nurse did not skate as the Oilers get ready for the Coyotes tomorrow night. We will uh, get his reaction to the wild one last night. Luke Gazdick is coming up. He'll weigh in on Matthias Ekholm, and I want to get to him, uh, ask him a question about the uh, the handshake line as well. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chat. Back after the news and weather.